we've talked a lot about this in between media this season. There's going to be curveballs coming your way. Hate's a strong word. I dislike Kirk Cousins more than probably any other quarterback in the league. I get a little bit of that rookie-itis, you know? I would have said I would love some of what you're Even though I straight, I'm still stuck between an interpretation, what it all means. Can I make a difference or something different? My mind in prison, then I saw the vision. Played the field, it's no competition. Found success through the repetition. If it's impossible, stick to the mission. I'm just cruising through on my way to get it. I found myself somewhere in between. Yeah, I found myself somewhere in between. Hey, I found myself somewhere in between. Yeah, I found myself somewhere in between. Fantasy Football Podcast. So one thing that you know really sets us apart here is is we're not afraid to talk about other things that maybe aren't super fantasy related. Do what you can to become a better person, to become a better human. All right, all right, all right, and here we go on another episode of the In Between Fantasy Football Podcast your place for some feel-good lifestyle advice and some fantasy football advice as well. Guys, it's already Tuesday, August 31st, the conclusion of summer. If you're wondering where it went, it's gone. The conclusion is <laughs> here. Guys, this is the final episode of the offseason. If you're tired of seeing us before, you're going to be even more tired here moving forward because we're weekly here on out, guys. So super happy to be doing that with you once again this season. It is uh, for season three of the podcast, so super excited about it. Tonight, we got Gary Zamaripa, our, our new co-host on the show. Gary, what's up, brother? How's your summer been? Seems like your kids been have been growing like weeds, man. Uh, I think one just graduated and the other is heading to high school. Is that right? No, she's already a junior. Woo! <laughs> Not crazy? <laughs> I don't even Time want to admit flies, that. Man. Yeah, Time no, no kidding. Time flies in the summer flu. I can't believe you're already talking about you know, that's the fall now, the end of August. I mean, this is, I don't know, it's just the way it is, I guess. Time time goes quick when you're having fun. Yeah, yeah. It, it's been a busy summer here for us at the In Between Fantasy Football Podcast, at In Between Media as a whole. Just dropped our draft guide a couple weeks ago. So if you need some last minute draft advice, I have a couple redrafts coming up. My two home leagues are this week weekend. So I'm super excited about that. If you need some tips, all ins, busts, anything like that, rankings, we got you covered in there in the draft guide. Head over to inbetweenmedia.com to check that out. A lot of busy stuff here, guys. Nate, you've had a busy summer as well, man. You and uh, Jen have been kind of traveling around all over the place. You and Jack and Jen kind of exploring some horizons there. Yeah, man, we've done some mountain trips. We did two weeks in Mexico. We've got two weeks coming up in Mexico um, in two weeks, actually, from today we leave. Wow, that's crazy. Um and then Canton, Ohio, of course, for the expo, which I got to hang out with you at the expo. I know you were there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, I, I mean, expo is just another, you know, crazy chapter of the summer and the off season. Um, met, met a lot of awesome people in person for the first time. Met a lot of new people in person for the first time as well. And, and guys, uh, someone we're going to bring on the show tonight is actually someone I did meet at Canton, Ohio. Super thankful to meet this person. He's a veteran in the fantasy football industry. Tonight, we're going to bring him on, learn a little bit about his backstory, his brand a little bit, and then we're going to go into everything you need to know heading into whether your redrafts are done or whether you have a couple of redrafts left, what you need to know. A lot's kind of shaken out in this last week or so. Quarterback battles have been won and lost. Cuts have been made like crazy today. 
So we're gonna break it all down, guys. But first, I do wanna bring in our guest for the evening, Mr. Dale DeMott of Eat Sleep Fantasy, one of the best-selling podcasts out there. Mr. DeMont, how are you doing tonight? <laughs> doing all right, man. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited. I don't do many podcasts just because of time constraints and stuff, but I'm happy to be on with you guys. I love what you guys are doing over here, so I appreciate it. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. It's a pleasure to have you tonight, Dale. Could you tell us just uh, surface level, where can we find you? Where can we find your work? Uh, Eat Sleep Fantasy. Yeah, yeah. EatSleepFantasy.com. It's a website. And really Twitter at EatSleepFF. We're most active. And on Facebook, the, the normal social media stuff. We'll download our podcast anywhere you can download podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, all that good stuff. Yeah. Awesome. And are you mainly focused on redraft fantasy football, every kind of aspect of fantasy football or? Yeah, we're uh, a little bit of everything, mainly, mainly redraft. Uh, don't do a lot of dynasty. We touch on it here and there. Uh, really, it's just talking during the year. It's just ranking players pretty much, helping people sit, start ranking players mm-hmm. on the expert consensus on fantasy pros. And so we kind of walk you through week to week what things look like, give you some news, the generic stuff. We try to, you know, we try to have fun while we're doing it. Just FYI, we are an explicit podcast, explicit, explicit lyrics uh, podcast. So for the little ones, it's probably not great um, unless you guys are, you know, just, uh, you know, willy nilly with uh, what your kids listen to. And that's fine, too. Um, but yeah, so, yeah, yeah, we, uh, you know, we, we like to have fun. We're a couple guys that, you know, just kind of, uh, you know, we just saw a little space in fantasy football that we didn't think was prevalent. And that's just kind of BSing with your with your friends talking about fantasy football. Awesome. That's awesome. awesome. Well, I want to learn more about Eat Sleep Fantasy. We're going to do that in our first segment of the night, guys. Weekly advice. Weekly advice this week. I'm very proud to pr- pr- announce uh, it is presented by Stevens Quality Barbering Services once again here. Guys, if you're in need of a quality haircut at a quality price, and if you live somewhere around Center County, Clearfield County, Indiana County, Jefferson County, heck, McKean County, Pennsylvania, wherever you are, wh- whether it's Western PA, Central PA, Guys, head over to Stevens Quality Barbering Services in Kerwinsville, PA. You're going to get a quality haircut. You're going to get a quality conversation at a quality price. I've been going to our guy Noah for almost seven years now. I've watched him grow a successful business and really become one of the most reputable barbering services in the state of Pennsylvania. So if you're in need of a haircut, guys, I go there. Uh, You can't see our guy backstage, Kyle, but he goes there as well. So make sure you check out Stevens Quality Barbering Services. Again, in Kermansville, PA, that's our guy Noah up there. He'll hook you up just right. Let's get into some weekly advice. Weekly. All right. As mentioned before the drop, before the ad read, Dale, you are one of the veterans in the fantasy football space, man. Can you tell us the backstory a little bit about Eat Sleep Fantasy? I feel like a lot of people, whether it be just the general fantasy football consumer or someone else in the industry, can get a lot out of it. Sure. Let me first say uh, just about the barber stuff. Uh, I got a haircut today. I'm telling you, definitely go see Noah because I every time I go to get a haircut, I just get the first person available. That is the worst advice. I know you guys are trying to give good advice. The worst <laughs> advice is just going and getting the first hairstyles. You can tell within like 20 or 30 seconds. When you're getting a good haircut or a bad haircut, you could immediately tell. As soon as I sat in the chair, I was like, "Man, I got a, I, I didn't get a good one today," and uh, and so now I have to live with this for like a month until it grows out. But it's all right. Um, so yeah, Stevens Quality Barber Services, uh, definitely if you're in the area. Gate, I suggest uh, again giving you some life advice. 
find a barber and like stick with him or her for yep. forever. That's good advice. And hopefully yeah. it's no one. Yeah. <laughs> it's a long flight for me to get a haircut. <laughs> hey, wherever you are, just go get like a, a staple. Like you got to get somebody, um, you know, you can't get them too young because they're, you know, maybe flighty. They're going to move around. You got to get somebody like in their mid thirties that are just settling down. That's not going to move around. And then you're, you're stuck with them for the next 20 years. That's what you need. But anyways, I'm sorry. Uh, so you asked me, <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. that's good advice. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm trying. Um, so I, you know, we, I, I guess, I don't know if you would really call us veterans. We started in 2000, we started planning in 2015. We launched in 2016. And again, it was just, you know, a couple of my friends that were just sitting around. We're like, you know, there's not, there's the, you know, the bigger, you know, we we're talking about ESPN, CBS, all that stuff. There's those. And they were, you know, a little afraid to curse because sponsors and obviously they're, they're big names. They don't really need to. And, you know, they're more professional. Um, so we we're just looking for somebody, you know, like us that, Hey, you know, where, Where's a podcast that's not afraid to have a penis joke here or there or talk about <laughs> each other's moms or whatever. Um, so that's where that's what we did. We're not doing it to be different. We're just doing it like, hey, let's just there's not and I don't know if I should say this publicly. There's not a lot of big planning. You know, we, we kind of have bullet points for for our podcast. But then really, it's just talking to each other. You know, we, we all do our own research. We all love fantasy football. And uh, hopefully we're right more times than we're wrong. So. Uh, that's that's basically the uh, origin, I guess. If if that's a story at all, I don't know. <laughs> no. Sounds. I love that the idea of like that organic conversation amongst friends. People want to hear that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know that's something that draws me into different podcasts when you get to have that. Sure. I, I mean, I, there's something for everybody, right? I mean, you know, I, I think I was talking to Seth uh, last week about it. You know, there's there's music for everybody, right? If you listen to country, you know, you it's okay to not like hip hop. Like, it's okay. Everybody likes different things. And so, you know, I mean, you could look at our iTunes reviews, uh, you know, over the years. Definitely. There's a lot of people that don't like uh, our style and that's okay. You know, it's not for everybody, but the same way it goes for everything. You know, some people want straight facts and that's cool. I listen to a couple of podcasts like that. Some people want, you know, a little bit of fantasy talk and some entertainment. And, you know, that's so th there's, you know, there's different, different tunes for everybody. Yeah, I, I definitely feel like like we're kind of a different tune here a little bit. Um, definitely. And because like at the end of the day, like like we can spit as much fantasy advice as we can. We do it all the time on our social medias, on our website, here on the podcast. Um, but at the end of the day, like there aren't enough times where you actually get to sit down, have a general conversation about something a little bit, bit bigger than football. Dale, one thing that I feel like is really measurable with your guys' podcast is just the success you've had in the last five or so years. Can you talk a little bit about, like, a, a lot of people sometimes don't see all the work that goes into making successful, whether it's a podcast, whether it's a brand, website, whatever that is. But can you talk about a little bit about the work that went into that to kind of get you guys where you are today? Yeah. I mean, for me, and I'm um, just speaking off my experience, I know there's a million right ways to do it. Right. And I'm not saying we're the most successful. I will, you know, I mean, I think that can come, you know, out of context, this conversation can be driven a million ways, but you know, for us, it was just being consistent, doing what we tell listeners we're going to do. If we're going to be on every Monday for whatever, or if we're going to be on every Thursday for advice, you know, it's, it, we're going to do that and we're going to be consistent for them. And really, you know, at the end of the day, it's the consumers and the listeners that, that drive your content. So if you just, if you do what you say, I think everybody's going to be happy. If you say, Hey, we're going to put out one podcast a week or one podcast bi-weekly, whatever mm -hmm. it is. Mm -hmm. And they know when to expect that. I think that's half the, uh, you know, that's, that's half the battle right there. So for me, for us, I feel like it was just consistency. I feel like there was like a little bit of growth hack too. When we first started, we, we grew fairly quick for whatever reason, but then on top of that, we ranked really high on iTunes 
Um, and that helped. And then, you know, word kind of caught out and now we're kind of you know, still kind of stuck in the middle, I guess, <laughs> but mm-hmm. uh, we're having fun with it. Um, we're not as consistent as we used to be, you know, things died down, you know, over the years, you know, people get different jobs, you know, this isn't our full-time gig. So, you know, people are in and out and, uh, you know, it's, it's a fun hobby. Dale, what do you think? Like, like, and I would love to open this up to a group discussion too. Like, like Nate, you've been in the fantasy football industry for more than a year now. Gary, you've been a, more than a year now as well. Dale, starting with you, like, like, what do you think you've learned the most about yourself, whether it's professionally or personally from being in this industry? Uh, I don't know if it's not industry specific, but it's just podcasting in general. I consider myself a big time introvert. I hate small talk. I mean, you can, you know, going back to the barber thing, like when I get a haircut, I want to sit in the chair. I don't want to talk. I just want to, you know, him or her just cut my hair Mm -hmm. and get out of there. Like I hate small talk. And so over time doing podcasting, it's kind of, it just through reps, it's kind of taught me how to have conversations like an adult. <laughs> like I, I just didn't have that ability, you know, I mean, you know, meeting, you know, my girlfriend's parents, you know, when I was younger, like I just didn't talk. It's, I always thought, Hey, you know, the less you talk, the you know, less you can get in trouble is how I kind of was brought up. So over time, I mean, just doing the podcasting, that aspect of like my personality has come out a little bit. Um, I, you know, into kind of into my own that probably more than anything, just rep, you know, getting reps on the microphone and talking and learning how to talk and learning Mm -hmm. how to carry conversations. Like that stuff didn't come easy to me. A lot of people have gift of gab. I definitely don't, but just, Mm -hmm. you know, through doing it over the last few years, it's kind of helped me do that. And it's helped me in real life. You know, it's interesting because when I started doing all of this, I, Dale, I felt the same way as you, like, and Jen would kind of dispute that because I got really good at talking to her friends because I became really close to them over the 15 years we've been together. But like the idea that I would ever do any of this and actually put myself out there, that was never me. Mm-hmm. But then when I met Seth and I started doing this stuff, all of a sudden here I am, I learned I'm actually not that bad at this stuff. <laughs> like I can carry myself on camera and over voice. And maybe there are some people who disagree with me, but you know, for the most part, I feel like I'm pretty decent at this. And um, with the frequency that I'm doing it, like it's just it's that I'm doing any of this and that I'm a writer. I think that's the thing that I learned the most out of this is I can write. I'm really not that bad at it. Who knew? That's awesome. I didn't. I had no idea. Yeah, that's really cool. I mean, really, it's just putting yourself out there. And, you know, getting to know yourself, like, mm-hmm. you know, without yeah. podcasting mm-hmm. for me, like I would never have had the practice to have all this, you know, this, the small talk or, you know, I've done a little bit of writing, so I, I wouldn't really speak too much on, on what you were saying, Nate, but, um, you know, for just for talking, like there would be, there's no other excuse for me to talk this much in, in real life. Um, so, you know, forced me to kind of get out of my comfort zone a little bit and do it. And then after doing it for a couple of years, like, okay, I could do it. Yeah. yeah well, like Gary, I mean, you've been doing more and more of like the podcast type stuff now. Right. So I've kind of been one of those people who does have the gift of gab. Like if I'm sitting somewhere and we're, if I'm with total strangers could be, I was on a gondola ride with some, this couple at Disney and I'm sitting (laughs) there with my kids and I was just like, okay, just don't talk to them. You don't have to talk to everybody you see. You know, I'm got some sense in my head. And then I was like, I just couldn't help it. I'm like, Oh, I can't, you know, and I started talking to him. Next, you know, we had this great conversation because we were in the same little bubble thing together yeah. you know so it's like kind of was uncomfortable to not talk for me so we, we had a nice conversation found out they they were there they had the grandkids were there and they brought them out and et cetera et cetera and it was just a nice talk so it's kind of funny that when from what you just said dale it's like that i'm the exact opposite but i'm kind of nervous kind of doing this anyway i think 
being on camera is kind of a, a tough thing for me. I don't, I don't really like that, but the, like you're saying with the reps, the more you do it, the the less nervous you get. And, and it just, you know, and it's actually fun. I mean, I, I like coming on here and talking with these guys and almost everyone I'm on pods with, I'm friends with too. So it's like, yeah, you were saying with your buddies on your pod, you just, you're hanging out and you're just talking trash to each other. And that's what we would be doing if we were just, if we all lived in the same place, we would just probably be doing it down at the pub or something, you know, and just talking mm -hmm. about football and talking trash. So here yeah, we yeah. are. The thing about being nervous, I get, I mean, and I think about it all the time is like, yeah, we can delete files or whatever, but for the most part, like this is stuff that's going to be out there for a while. Like what you say and, and what you do is like, there's yeah. a little permanency to it. Right. Of course, yeah, you, you know, people can delete it or whatever, but um, in your head while you're recording, or after you're thinking like, man, like, you know, my episodes from three years ago, you know, when I, or four years ago, when my first daughter was born, like we were talking about that, like joking around about, you know, having my first born, like that stuff's still out there. And that's kind of cool. At the yeah. same time, it's a little terrifying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so funny that you mentioned that I have a column it's called building a legacy and it comes out actually this Friday and that's going to be the topic. Sne uh, spoiler alert for everybody. It's uh, nice. something along those lines. So uh, nice. stay tuned. A little tease. There you Look go. out for it. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Dale. Well, it, it's awesome to hear your backstory, man. It's awesome to hear a little bit about how each sleep fantasy kind of made its way up through the ranks, man. But, you know, whatever you guys do moving forward, I know it's going to be a smashing success. Um, appreciate that, man. I, I really do appreciate you sharing that with us tonight. Guys, we do have to get our listeners ready, though, because, I mean, it's flipping here guys like uh, everything we've been talking about for the last six eight months like like it's go time guys like the season is here like i'm ready to go um <laughs> nate i know you're ready to go man um i'm ready to go man it's been i mean i've been drafting so much dynasty i'm just like ready to do some redraft and and, and nate like, like i feel like we've also been playing a ton of best ball this offseason uh too. yeah so underdog is our newest sponsor they are an amazing company if you haven't played on underdog yet um you're really missing out uh, they have quick easy best ball drafts which is a fantastic way to get ready for the season to prepare for your redraft leagues but you actually have skin in the game so it's not like the mock drafting where you get in there and you have somebody who drafts a kicker in the first round because they think it's funny i did a mock draft got in late to a mock draft yesterday that cole commit from the bears was hosting and i got to watch but couldn't participate he was doing it because he wanted to learn this one guy drafted an entire team of bears players and took oh. Cole in the first round so with best with best ball on underdog, you don't get that. You get people who are serious about it because you have skin in the game. You know, you can start at three dollars, go all the way up to, I think, 25 to 100 to 150. They also have prop bets where you can stack six props to win 20 times your entry fee. And like I said, contest starting at three bucks. It's a beautiful thing. If you haven't tried it yet, go to underdog fantasy, use the promo code IBT and you can get. $25 in free money to play on underdog for a minimum deposit of $10. So head on over to underdog fantasy and don't forget to use the promo code IBT. All right. 
we're back on the show, guys. Would You Rather has quickly become one of my favorite um, sessions here of the summer. I mean, we've been playing it all summer long with a bunch of different guests, um, been talking fantasy football, life. Would you rather? You know, we're answering that question um, that we've really been talking, whether it was our high school or college days. We're going to continue to do that um, here on the show tonight, guys. A lot of fantasy football news to get to, um, some good, some bad. Um, I want to start with probably the most uh, stunning over the weekend, we saw J.K. Dobbins in the first quarter of the Ravens game go down with a knee injury. Turns out it's going to be a season-ending injury for Dobbins. You know, first of all, hats hats off. I, ho- I hope Dobbins recovers from this, guys. It's definitely always brutal. We've already seen, you know, three talented running backs go down to season-ending injuries now before it even gets going. Hopefully Dobbins can recover, but as far as fantasy football goes, guys, looks like Gus Edwards. He's going to be the guy moving forward. Um, there's a chance that the Ravens go out. They might be sign a veteran. So here's the question, guys. Where are you drafting Gus Edwards? And like right now, we're working on uh, finalizing our new projections. We had projection and rankings out earlier in the summer, but we're working on finalizing our new ones after all this news. Right now, I, I have Gus Edwards one spot above Miles Sanders. So I want to ask you three gentlemen, would you rather draft Gus Edwards at his current ADP there's no good ADP out there right now for Gus Edwards. Let's call it RB25. I think that's probably where he's going to land somewhere around there. Miles Sanders right now, according to Sleeper's latest data within the last week, RB18. Kenneth Gainwell, he's been getting a lot of the two-minute drills in practice in some of those preseason games as well. So we've seen that. Dale, I want to start with you, man. Would you rather draft Gus Edwards or Miles Sanders at current ADP? I'm going with Gus Edwards. And I'll, the reason why is... I think the floor for Gus Edwards is a little higher. I think the he's going to get a ton of opportunity, a lot more opportunity to score. I, I'm I'm not a big Miles Sanders guy to begin with. I think I had J.K. Dobbins around uh, running back 20 or 18. Don't quote me on that, but I had him somewhere around there to begin with. I don't think Gus Edwards is as good as J.K. Dobbins. Um, I'm putting Gus around RB 28, between 28 and 30. I think I last ranked him. So, and I have Miles Sanders worse than that. And I know that's not a popular opinion. Um, I know a lot of people really like Miles Sanders, but I, I don't believe in him. I, I think Gainwell is going to is gonna eat into Miles Sanders a little bit more than people think. Yeah, so I'm, I'm taking Edwards. Nate? Well, you know I don't like either one of these guys. I'm not a Gus Edwards fan. I'm not a fan of that Baltimore backfield. Yeah. <clears throat> and it hurts my heart. It makes me want to puke in my mouth a little bit that I'm going to say Miles Sanders. <laughs> But I'm going to, and the only reason is, like, I hear what you're saying, Dale, about Gainwell cutting into some of his productivity, and I do think you're right about that. But I still think that he's going to get more touches than Gus Edwards because Lamar Jackson is the RB1 there, Mm -hmm. and we can't deny that. And Justice Hill is there. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) Um, But I still think, and I think that they've added some receiver pieces there to where we're going to see Lamar running the ball a lot, and we're going to see Lamar throwing the ball more than we've seen him at least last season people forget he had a really good year in 2019 he was very good he was very accurate he threw a lot of touchdowns he's the guy in that offense miles sanders i think is probably going to outscore him and i'm taking sanders gary Gary. where are you at on this man I'm with Dale. I thought I was going to be the only dissenter on this. I thought everyone was going to be going with Miles Sanders, but yeah, I'm, I'm a Gus Edwards guy. I've had him on a lot of teams in dynasty anyway, just kind of stashing him from when, you know, rookie drafts and all that. 
So I, I think, Nate, they both have, you know, Jalen Hurts is a rushing quarterback, too. From what we know, we've seen little of him. But, you know, I think he's going to tuck the ball and run quite a bit as well. I just like who Gus has next to me. He has um, Justice Hill and Taysom Williams behind him. And then um, <clears throat> Sanders has Boston Scott, who I like quite a bit. And then, of course, Gainwell, who we've already mentioned. I just like the talent of um, Scott and Gainwell more so than Williams and Hill. Yeah, I mean, if, that we, makes... if we say quarterbacks are, are are equal, which which they may not be, because yes, Je- Lamar Jackson has showed us he's rushing for a thousand yards. Well, obviously they don't trust Hurts. They just traded for Gardner Minshew. <laughs> oh yeah, and that. <laughs> so let, let me ask you guys really quick: who ha- who's going to have more opportunity to score? Say in uh, in the red zone, who's going to have the oh. which running rack is going to have? It's, it's Gus Edwards. I, no I think way. I think or, it's, or Lamar Jackson. I mean, you know, you don't. Who knows what's going to happen? So it's gonna, that's the thing. It's going to be Lamar Jackson. If, if which team actually, is going to score? If you actually look at Lamar Jackson, <laughs> Jackson, like last year, his rushing touchdowns. I think he only had one rushing touchdown inside the 15 yard line. So like most of his rushing touchdowns are long touchdowns. We we kind of saw that with Michael Vick. He's not like a Cam Newton on, on the red zone or in the red zone. Even kind of like a Josh Allen. I'm definitely with Dale and, and Gary in this one. Like I I think the opportunity like. Before this even happened, before the injury, I had Gus Edwards as a, an RB3, low-end RB3, but I thought he was still a sleeper. Gary, I know you had him as your sleeper in the IBT Media Draft Guide. So we were hot on him all offseason, and I already had him for 180 rushes. And I had J.K. Dobbins for about 202. I think now, like, obviously you don't just move 202 rushes to, to Gus Edwards, but I, I think you split that up among what's left. Maybe Lamar Jackson gets a little more of a boost. Maybe they pass a little bit more too, but, I mean – Gus Edwards is easily seeing 250, maybe 300 carries this this season. Like, I think the efficiency is coming down a little bit, but like it's been five yards per carry, but he's never been the feature back for a whole season. So I think it comes down a little bit, but I think overall, like there's higher, higher end, you know, numbers. I I just think with, with Gus Edwards, it's a safer floor. Maybe, maybe Miles Sanders has the PPR value. Nate, I know, I know you're very strong in the PPR. So like, I, I, I get that, but uh, yeah, I, th- I think we'll, we'll end the debate on a, a agree to disagree here. But do I, you see I, what happens when you go with Miles Sanders, kids? Don't do what I did. You get roasted on your own show. <laughs> All right, guys. Next question for you here. Um, a little bit of lifestyle stuff. Would you rather watch an NFL game on an awesome patio, pool, we got a grill, hot tub, drinks going, or inside on a 100-inch TV? Nate, I know you actually watch most of your games on a 100-inch projector. So <laughs> first one's to you. Would you rather keep your projector set up or TV set up or be chilling out by a pool? Well, I can't watch four games at a time by the pool. So I'm saying I'm sticking with the 100-inch, man. I mean, the pool sounds nice, but for what we do, I need four games, baby. Yeah. Barry? So I'm in a unique position where I actually have a pretty awesome patio minus the pool and hot tub. And I also have a projector set up out there with a big hundred inch plus screen. So I could actually do both if I had to, but I'm with Nate. I'm inside. I'm I'm not with the distractions. I want to sit in there and watch Mm. the plays and not, you know, let my mind wander and to the fun. Yeah, that's my problem. I let my mind wander uh, to the fun. Yeah, I'm probably going to have to go with uh, sitting outside poolside. Look, for me, <laughs> for me, it's I need to be comfortable. The, the climate control is really important. Um, so if it's a nice, really nice night out and football's on, I'll be outside 100 times out of 100. 
But, it, you know, if I'm, I hate being a little bit too cold and I hate sweating. Really, I'm really nitpicky about, you know, my, my, my weather, my climate, I guess. You got to find um, your comfort zone. Yeah. 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 Like, you know, I, I mean, I'll go to a bar every once in a while and watch some games, you know, that have multiple TVs and that's a lot of fun. But then, you know, if it's too cold and like I'm just miserable the whole time. So if it's a nice night, 100%, I am going outside. But anything else, uh, you know, the size of the TV, it's, it's not about the size, guys. It's about um, you know, <laughs> the quality <laughs> yeah. of the programming. There you, go. you know what it's about. No, I, I, I'm with you there. Uh, I feel like college football to me is more like an outside thing. I feel like I can be a little like less attentive to college football. Like like Nate said, I really do like to kind of dial myself in, especially like when you have red zone going or NFL package and, and you want to dive in. But like with college football, I mean, you can turn turn away, drink a beer, come back, and like they just came back from 21 points down. You know what I mean? That's That's kind of the beauty of college football a little bit. So I definitely enjoy like Saturday night's out on the patio and, and watching the game simultaneously there. And you don't care where those 21 points came from because you're just say, okay, yeah. cool, 21 points. If it was an NFL game, it's like okay, who scored, who threw, who caught it. Yeah. You know, all that stuff. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. All right, guys, next question here. First, I want to acknowledge Nate because Nate and I have had a heated debate literally since before draft night, he has been on the Mac Jones train hype train for a long time. I don't want to go into the backstory of how he got there, but the important thing is Mac Jones, he wins the QB battle. Cam Newton surprisingly released today. So I'm going to ask the question, would you rather draft Zach Wilson or Mac Jones? Nate, first of all, um, hats off to you, man, because you called this one. I didn't see it happening. I had Cam Newton projected out for 16 games this year. So, I mean, pie on my face. Congrats to you. <laughs> yeah, and I actually deleted or erased my ranking. So there we go. Um, so... Obviously, I'm taking Mac Jones over Zach Wilson. I've been out on Zach Wilson from the beginning. Um, he's a BYU quarterback. We haven't seen a good BYU quarterback. I think we talked about this the other day. We haven't seen a good BYU quarterback really since Steve Young. I just don't see it happening. Um, yes, I have also been drafting Mac Jones everywhere before this news came out. Shout out Mike Fiella at Daddy's Home FF. Friend for sure, of the show. for sure on that call. He ca- on the show with him last week, he called them releasing Cam Newton. And he okay. spelled out every single reason why, and it, yep. and it was perfect. Yep. I it tried to get perfect. rid of Cam Newton in a couple of leagues after I saw that, and, and I did, wasn't able to move him until the the news broke. So now I'm done. Yeah. But I mean, it was because of Mike's. Uh, I just you know, for me, and even if Zach Wilson hits, he's not going to hit this year the way that Mac Jones is going to hit. There's just no way. Mac Jones has so many tools around him to be a year one like rookie of the year candidate, guy who takes his team to the playoffs. Who knows? He has everything there with an offense with an offensive coaching staff that can get him there. Rant okay. over. Playing playing devil's advocate here, Nate. Like I definitely think that Zach Wilson. I mean, they both played all, all the rookies. Hats off to all of them. They've all played really good this preseason. But Zach Wilson might have like if you look at the tapes, played the best. Dale, where where are you kind of on on this debate right now? Obviously, they're probably both QB threes in your rankings. I imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I agree with Nate here. I mean the. One, I mean, Zach Wilson just doesn't have the weapons that Mac Jones does. Zach Wilson doesn't have the coaching that Mac Jones does. I mean, just all all around better situation. I when we look at say Joe Burrow last year as a rookie, he had weapons, right? He had he had guy. I mean, he put up some good numbers as a rookie. If we're gonna see that for a rookie this year, I'd much rather place my bets on Mac Jones 
doing the same thing with the weapons he has. I mean, you know, Smith and, and you know, Jacob Myers and all those guys. A hundred, hundred times better weapons. I mean, Zach Wilson has Corey Davis, you know. <laughs> and Denzel Mims. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are no slouches. I get it. I'm not, I'm not saying right. that, you know, they are. But the, just the weapons are much more on the side of Mac Jones for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think new coach in New York too. Not that yeah. he's not going to pan out and be a great coach, but it's his first year. Yeah. I'll bet Belichick. Me always. G- Gary, any any deciding thoughts? You want to be the you want to be the lone loner here? I don't actually. I was out on out on um Zach from from rookie scouting time. So yeah, and I and I did have the other guy high too. Um I only got him in a couple leagues, but I'm happy the ones I got him in now. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Moving forward, guys. Um, a, a little bit of, like there's been a lot of surprising cuts today, I think, all around the NFL. One that kind of I woke up this morning to a little surprise. Brashard Perryman got cut earlier by by the Lions. Um, I had him projected for, I think, 88 targets leading the receivers there. You guys know I've been sweating TJ Hawkinson all offseason. So, like, you know, I'm sweating a little more today, a little more like heat check. But um, still, would you guys rather draft Armand St. Brown right now after after this at current ADP or Jalen Rager? Obviously, we know Jalen Rager. He's a, he's a talented second-year receiver, but he had a great catch in preseason. We've kind of seen that all over the internet. But, you know, failed conditioning test here within the last week. Quez Watkins has emerged as looks like the slot guy there. Gary, start with you, man. Like, like I know you've kind of liked Armand St. Brown a little bit to this offseason. I feel like we all kind of – I don't know if we're like a Lions podcast now, but like – <laughs> We be better not be. I quit. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not really a Lions fan at all, but yeah, Amon is the guy that that I'd go with here, and and I would I think it's just mainly for the competition that he has. We've got he's you know he so he has Hawkinson right, and then after that there's you know Tyrell Williams. I mean he's he was okay, and you know there's no real studs there, like Devonta Smith and then Goddard and um, even Zach Ertz. I'm not sure what happened to him. How his his name fell off the, I mean, he's a little older and stuff, but I mean, if he's all, if he's getting looks from, you know, in the passing game, he, he could be a good value this year. So there's just a lot more competition, I think in uh, Philly. Yeah. I mean, I, I, there, there is more competition. I'm really curious to see how Jalen hurts ends up playing. I mean, we, we didn't get to see a lot of them. I think he's, you know, he's going to be a top 10 quarterback this year. And yep. I think J- with Jalen Rieger, and, and maybe we could talk about this a little bit. I know uh, the sleeper conversation is going to come up a little bit, but I think Rieger is going to be one of those guys that we talk about like midseason. Like, man, we heard his name a lot in the preseason. We should have bet on him more in the drafts. I have a feeling, um, you know, there's always those couple guys, right? Like, uh, yeah, you know, I, he was on tip of my tongue every draft. I just didn't pull the chain. So I think Rieger is going to be one of those guys. So I'm, I'm going the Rieger side. I get it. There's a lot of competition there. Hurts being a young quarterback. You never know who he's going to favor. And, uh, you know, Rieger's fast and, and talented. Well, and I think, too, the quarterback on the other side of it kind of sways it for me, too. Like, I like Amon Ra's talent a lot, but I don't like the fact that he's paired with Jared Goff. Yeah. Because it's Jared Goff. And, like, what's their running game really going to be? Some people are higher on Swift. Some people are lower. I'm kind of in the lower camps. So now we're like, what's Jamal Williams going to do? And we've seen what happens when Jaron Goff doesn't have a consistent run game. He has a problem spreading the ball out, and his offense is no good. And if that's what happens, I'm out on a Monra. And it's not because I don't think he's talented. It's because I think that his quarterback situation is not as good as what Hurts is capable of in Philly. So I'm all Rager on this. 
I think the interesting thing here with St. Brown is I was pretty confident he was going to play that slot role, but now with Perriman gone, like it looks like it might be him and Tyrell Williams possibly on the outside, and maybe Quintus Sivas gets back into the slot. I don't know. It is a little bit of a mess in Detroit, but, but I definitely do hear what Dale's saying as far as Rieger. Like, there's upside, but like I do worry that like does a, a breakout or maybe not a breakout, but an emergence of Quez Watkins and obviously Devonta Smith. Like they paid high draft capital for him. Like, does that worry you at all? That like might be after week one or two, like. Eager was kind of like, uh, you know, a waste of a 14th, 15th round pick. Uh, look, there. I mean, all, all these guys are going to be last round picks, right? I mean, you're not, you're, you're just t- throwing a dart throw. I mean, they're you're not losing your league with that pick. You're not, right? yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. And you're, but you could uh, win it. It's it could help you win. I don't know if they're gonna it's gonna win it for you, but yeah, yeah I mean, definitely could be a, a tool in the in the tool chest there for you. I don't think that either of these. I mean, we're we're kind of fighting over. Uh, you know, yeah. a, a coin flip here. I, yeah. I, I don't really see the significance of either at, at mm-hmm. the end of the day, but yeah. All right. All right, guys. Final question here. Would you rather um, have to watch football Sundays without eating the whole day? So no food. Food's always kind of a big thing in my house. I always get up early, you know, cook something up good for Katie and I, or rather go without indulging in any delicacy. So I'm talking alcohol, tobacco, whatever else you enjoy of that nature. So no food, no alcohol, tobacco, et cetera. Nate? Well, as, as you probably learned about me at the expo, I don't do anything. I have no vices. <laughs> not, not one. I don't close down I bars. I do none of that stuff. I remember everything that happened at the expo. So I would probably go saying without eating, but only because we generally don't we don't eat during the day anyway. We're intermittent fasters, which is a weird. Nope, I'm going. I can go without. I can go without my vices. I'll just eat. Actually, I like. Oh, eating cool. that's a turn. I know. I, I started saying it, and I thought about. It, I was like, well, first of all, this makes me sound real bad. <laughs> <laughs> and second of all, part of the like joy of watching four games at a time in my basement with my wife is that we make like meatballs and queso dip right. and the crock pot and tacos and not I, and we have a massive we have a huge popcorn machine down here like almost like theater size so yeah i have to eat <laughs> almost got us you almost got us there Nate. <laughs> i know i know i know i feel like gary agrees with me so yeah um i think this one's an easy one for me um, <laughs> I, mean, I was thinking about this a lot <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm choosing food too. There's no way. <laughs> I like to eat, man. There's no, there's no way I can get by a whole day without eating. Well, yeah. Connor just asked in the chat. I think he just popped up. Like, how can you go watching football without beer? I have an almost four year old child. My faculties have to be with me at all times when he is awake. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going food 100. Um, I'm not a big drinker, anyways. I mean, you know, socially, you know, every mm-hmm. once in a while, but um, yeah, 100 percent food for me. Yeah, I, I Let's say I, you, Seth. I think if I said anything differently, Katie would definitely not agree. She'd be gone getting some food by by the four o'clock games for sure. So got to keep her happy, happy wife, happy life. There um, you go, way, guys. Plus, she'll bring it back and it'll smell good, and then you'll be even more hungry. Yeah, you you got to be on the same page as Katie. Yep, yep, yep. Absolutely, guys. We got time um, for for one more segment. Um, one of my favorite ones here on the show as well. We're getting some sure things sleepers of the week. Um, let you know about some guys 
um, at the end of your drafts or maybe not even drafted that you want to pay attention to moving forward here. It's the short Sleepers of the week. All right. We really needed to do the segment this week with the drop that has Cam Newton sliding out of the chair. <laughs> oh, that would have been good. That was a missed opportunity, man. <laughs> missed opportunity. Yep. Yep. Guys, <laughs> super happy to be doing some short things, sleepers of the week. This is one of my favorite in-season segments. Every week we're going to give you guys some, some guys who are, are generally outside the – whether it's the top 36, 24, whatever it is. We're going to give you guys some sleepers that you should plug into your lineups each week. This week, I want to take the opportunity to talk about some, some night vision sleepers, some guys that aren't going in the drafts or you can pick up before week one, someone you can stash at the end of your bench. Maybe you don't draft a kicker, you pick up this guy instead. Nate, starting with you, man, who are you heading with for your short thing sleeper of the week? The first one of the season. And we're going to start keeping tally after this week too, so just be ready for that. So people out here are going to think I'm a New England Patriots fan because I've got this Red Sox thing up here. And I'm going to tell you that my sleeper is Ramondre Stevenson. People are still sleeping on this guy, man. Um, if you watched him at Oklahoma, he's kind of a bruising back. And I, it was pointed out to me tonight that Belichick likes to sit rookie running backs for a year, let them kind of simmer, learn the offense. Yep. I feel like Ramondre Stevenson is different because with Mac Jones at quarterback, they lose that mobility. They weren't giving the goal line work to Damian Harris last season anyway. They drafted Stevenson for a reason. He was a steal in the fourth round. And I'm seeing him go at the very back end of redraft drafts now that I'm doing those more than Dynasty finally. And he's a steal because if this, if he really, you can, you're getting him at the back end where you can take a chance on a guy or he doesn't get drafted and you can waiver him week one, week two when you're unhappy with another back. But I'm telling you, if you can get him at the back end of your draft rather than spending the fab on a guy who I'm pretty sure is going to hit, and you can, I mean, better chance than not that the guy takes off at some point this season, starts getting some of that goal line work. He works well between the tackles and he's a bruising back. He's big. He's six foot, 240, knows what he's doing, can get involved in the passing game and has good hands. I just don't see how he doesn't take off. And at the value you're getting him now, it's worth a shot. And let's be honest here, in, in Belichick's team, you know, Harris is one alarm, miss alarm clock away from, you know, <laughs> we never hear him from him again. Right. Uh, so you never know. You really don't. Uh, I think that's, I think that's a pretty good pick at the end of drafts for sure. Yeah, I don't hate it. Have you guys ever played in leagues with sleeper keepers at all? Are you familiar with that? Mm-mm. Nope. So that's when like your last two rounds of the draft, they're your keepers heading into next season if you keep them on your team. So we do a league every year, battle the belt. We have a belt that we pass around, kind of one of my home leagues. And we do sleeper keepers, 16th, 17th round. Someone got like Stevenson with like their last pick of the draft. So if they hold him all season, they get him next year for a 17th round pick. So uh, just just something cool. But I, I was like, Stevenson's like that. That I was like, damn, that was probably a good, better pick than mine. <laughs> Interesting. That's a pretty cool rule. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I like that. It makes things it, that's it makes. I love any, I love any format that's different mm-hmm. that yeah. mixes it up and makes it fun. Yeah, yeah. except Devi, but I do Devi too. <laughs> <laughs> you seem Dale. almost ashamed, Nate. <laughs> it's so hard. Dale, who you got for your short thing sleeper of the week, man? Uh, first of all, the even if we give horrible advice, you 
this podcast has some amazing transitions. It's just for the transitions. I want to stay and, and watch the entire podcast. Um, so that it, it, they just make me happy. Um, the short thing, the, you know, the, the water hitting the rocks that was beautiful. Mine. I, and we kind of talked, maybe mentioned it. And I, to be honest, I'm not really sure if this is the right way to pronounce his name, but I think it's Tyson Williams, Ty son Williams, uh, with Baltimore <laughs> Ravens. Yeah. I mean, you know, we don't know exactly with Gus Edwards, what exactly his role is going to be. The Ravens already mentioned that he could possibly be integrated into the offense somehow, some way that they're going to use him. And so, I mean, yeah, as a late pick, why not? Would you take him over like, obviously justice Hill, like he's a known pass catcher, hasn't got much run in his career. Are you like him well over justice Hill? Obviously it seems like from beat reporters, he has that number two job. It's just, I mean, just for the upside, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we, we, we know what Justin Hill can do or what he can't do, you know, Tyson Williams, we have no idea. And I like those dart throws. I like the dart throws where it's all upside, It, you know, and if it doesn't work out and if we see nothing for, uh, in you know, for all these picks, the biggest con, you know, the biggest question here is when do you let them go? When do you, when do you let go of Stevenson? Mm-hmm. How long do you hold them on for? Because mm-hmm. there's going to be other waiver picks and they're going to be the guys on the chopping block. Right. Um, so that's probably the biggest question I have at all after three or four weeks, I guess, if he doesn't pan out, move a different direction. But yeah, I think, I think Williams has a ton of upside here. Only upside. Yeah, I like that pick. It's kind of like one of those, like like Philip Lindsay's from a couple of years ago, a guy you might have not known, week one, inches closer and closer, and then all of a sudden there's a guy that emerges on depth chart, and then here you go. So, Dale, I, I like that pick as well. Appreciate it. All right, for me, I don't, I don't know if I like my pick as much as I like yours now that I've heard both of you guys, but <laughs> I went with Tony Jones Jr. He's an undrafted free agent from Notre Dame, and he's uh, – Right now, it looks like he, he could be the number two in New Orleans. You know, he's, he's never going to be anything, though, if, if Kamara. He's just going to always be kind of the, the back guy. But Latavius Murray, you know, he usually gets like 650 yards or so and, and another couple hundred receiving and some touchdowns. If he can fill that role, you know, maybe he's worth something on a you know flex play. And if something, you know, heaven forbid would happen injury-wise, then, you know, and he, and he was the number two and he stepped in there, he could – from what I've seen, I mean, he he he's a good blocker and he got great vision. I mean, he runs the inside to the outside. He had good hands. I mean, everything. And the blocking stuff impresses me the most when the rookies come in here and they can pick up the the blitzing safeties and stuff. And, and I was watching some video of him earlier today, and it was I was pretty impressed with what his preseason so far. Well, and you know, if he truly does overtake Latavius Murray, I think we're looking at a different run game in New Orleans this year because a we've got Jameis Winston. So that changes the dynamic of that offense. It's not Taysom Hill. It's not Drew Brees. And two, I think that Sean Payton's got to be looking at some of the workload he's given Kamara and then the injury last season. And maybe they're looking at, we need to kind of slim down his workload so that we have him all season and we're not stressing his body. So a guy like that, I mean, could provide RB2, if you have a third running back in your league, could provide some value there at some point during the season and a flex spot. Maybe not off the bat, but yeah, I like that call. And you get, and you're gambling basically a waiver wire, you know, one roster spot at the very end of your bench for the for the pleasure of it. Like mm-hmm. Dale was saying, that is it's interesting. When do you cut him though? Like you know, is you, the the next shiny, you know, guy is going to come up and you're going to be, oh my god, I got to jump on him. He had 200 yards this mm-hmm. week. Watch our show. We'll tell you when to drop him. Watch <laughs> Eat Sleep Fantasy. They'll tell you when to drop him. <laughs> Hey, uh, really quick. I want to put like a one B on mine because I do have somebody that I feel is just as important. Uh, Quadri Allison, 
um, the Atlanta Falcons. We don't really know what Mike Davis is going to do yet. I mean, there, so there's two camps. It looks like just looking at Twitter, right? People that love Mike Davis and people that hate Mike Davis. If you're in the camp that isn't sure and maybe you hate Mike Davis, Allison is is a guy, you know, that the, the door's open for him. Yeah, I just want to throw I, that out there. I, I, don't, I don't have a lot of stats or anything on him, but I... Uh, I've liked Olison. Like, like he's a third year back. I've liked him since he came out of pit. Um, he was kind of the, the the one B there behind James Connor took over when Connor came to the league. I, I was bullish on on Olison a few times in his career. I think he's still a decent running back. And for them to you know go ahead and cut the guys they did, I think they obviously trust Olison. Um, the only other guy there is Cordell Patterson, who's you know going to be in that wide receiver running back role that he normally is, kick returner, punt returner type of guy. So. I think Olison's a good guy. Uh, Jones is another one that I think we kind of have to pay attention to as well, just because, like, right now, like, there's not a lot of pass catchers in New Orleans. Like, let's be honest. Like, like stuff is just not going their way right now, and there's injuries all over the place. Marcus Callaway looks like he's going to be the number one. Traquan Smith, he's been battling some injuries lately. So, like, I wouldn't be surprised if we maybe see Kamara, you know, maybe split out a little more, maybe play a little more slot. So I think that could maybe open. I mean, we always say this. We always think that there's going to be more two back tandems than there is. I mean, I, I was a guy who loved Tariq Cohen for years because of, of you know the dual use with Jordan Howard, and and it didn't always come to fruition, but sometimes it did. So I I, I think you know they've always wanted to go with that one two punch, whether it's Mark Ingram or whether it's Latavius Murray. So I mean, things look right now that he, that he won that number two job, but. I guess we'll have to see when the season comes because you never know Sean Payton. He's kind of a wild card down there as well. He is kind of a wild card. Seth, I'm really excited to hear your reasoning for yours. Okay. So this is a guy, no one is talking about him. And like, if I'm in a 12 team league, maybe the last round I'm grabbing him. But if I'm in a 16 team league, like I'm, I'm definitely drafting him. I, I'm kind of all over the place. It's DJ Dallas. And I know right now, um, if our if our one co-host Scott is at home, he's a Seattle guy. He's probably like rolling around, just like shaking because he is such such a big Chris Carson guy and such a big Rashad Penny guy. And and I totally get it. Like Rashad Penny is the number two back, but I just don't. I mean, I I was thinking maybe Rashad Penny would just get cut. I'll be honest. Like like he, he's a talented guy. He is first round draft capital. I get it. But at the end of the day, like he's just not performed and like he's injured all the time. So, I mean, whenever DJ Dallas, like, I just think he's a good football player. Like, like, he stepped in very, very valid last season, had two rushing touchdowns, had a receiving touchdowns, and limited work when Carson was gone. So, I, I don't know. I think he's a good player. This this preseason, we haven't seen him get a lot of run, so that's a little concerning. But every time he's on the field, whether it's blocking a punt or whether it's catching a pass and just making a good play, like, I think DJ Dallas is just a good play player. So, like, he's a guy that I'm willing to roster week one and maybe Rashad Penny gets in the doghouse again, and like someone's going to get that third down back roll, and I'm just not convinced in Rashad Penny yet, but maybe that's just me. I'm not convinced on Rashad Penny either. I don't know that I'm convinced on DJ Dallas. I don't know that I'm convinced (laughs) on the Seattle run game in general because Carroll keeps saying we're going to run the ball more, and they never do it. So we'll see. If they do run the ball more, I like this call, Seth. Yeah. Interesting. I, yeah. it's not a guy that's even on my radar now he is, but, uh, that's, that's, that's a good name. That's what we're here for. Deep cuts <laughs> with IBT media. There you go. Until the end of the season, you're like, you gave me all these guys that didn't pan out. What's wrong with you? And like Dale was saying earlier, we can find this video Seth, and show it to you. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, <laughs> we'll find it. Yes. Uh, absolutely. 
Guys, real quickly, we do have a little bit of time left in the show. So I just want to go around and um, something we do every every offseason is we do our 50 tips for a better fantasy football season. We had that included in our draft guide. I just want everyone to throw out a tip. I got a couple redrafts coming up. I know a couple more people have some redrafts coming up these next couple weeks. I'll kick this one off, guys. My biggest tip for the 2021 fantasy football season to make it the best you can is be inclusive in your leagues. Whether that's asking a friend who's never played before or a friend who hasn't played in a while or whether that's asking um, your girlfriend or your sister or your mom, like, like whatever it is. Like like last, last season, I, I asked our audio editor, Kyle, to, to come play. And, I, and he's played before, but, but he hadn't played in many leagues. I, I asked him to join two leagues. He's hooked now. My girlfriend, Katie, last year, um, it was her first year playing. She joined her office league. Uh, she joined our in-between media league. This year, she was playing in Scott Fishbowl. I think she has like seven or eight leagues now. And she's like, she's like why, <laughs> nice. did I let, why did she's I let She's yeah, a she's junkie like, now. Oh, no, Seth, what have you done? <laughs> exactly. But I mean, it, like just having those experiences with her, like getting to experience drafting Scott Fishbowl or any of these other fun drafts we've been getting to experience this summer has been one of the most joyous things that I've ever done in fantasy football. So if I could give any advice, wh- whether you have an open spot in your draft this year or something to consider for next year, Let's just be let's just be inclusive moving forward, guys. I think it's a big thing we need to work on in this space as a whole. Yeah, I agree. Um, when we've seen it, I mean, if, if you're a part of Twitter and you're a part of the fantasy football community, you've seen how uninclusive of a space it can be at times. But it can also be a very, very, very inclusive space. Yeah. I love what you said, Seth. Yeah, let's be inclusive. Let every And you know what? Let's not worry so much about what other people are doing with their rosters and their teams. We're if we're if you're here to give advice and you're an analyst and you're you're doing your columns and your podcast, you give the advice and that's that's great. Do that. But if you're just someone who's out there, don't worry about what other people are doing. Know that you did your own work, and you don't have to come down on even a league mate in the chat. Like, why would you make that pick? We gotta talk a little bit of shit. <laughs> I mean, you do sure, but like you also don't have to be super rude about it. And like yeah. uh, home leagues yeah. are different than some of like the industry leagues that we play and whatnot. But um, remember, this is supposed to be fun. We're playing a fake game based on a sport on another game. <laughs> yep. That adults get to play that we played on a playground when we were kids. So remember that. Like this is just, and I know there's money involved, and some of this stuff is high stakes. But at the end of the day, this is a game. And if you're not having fun doing all of this, what are you even doing? Yep. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'm going to piggyback with you, Nate. Uh, that's, I mean, both great points. So I kind of have two. I'm going to do two really quick instead of just one long one. Um, you can take mine, Dale. <laughs> <laughs> the first one is, you know, piggybacking on what Nate just said don't be afraid to, I mean, even if you're in a ton of leagues and you know, you like to play for money and that's great. I um, almost all my, I think all my leagues, you know, are, are have some kind of dues. Don't be afraid to play for fun. Like it's okay to, you know, join in with your, you know, your, you know, 11 other broke friends and play for $10 or free. So many people have such a stigma about, you know, Oh, you know, there's none. I've been told this a couple of times this year and this is why I'm bringing it up. You know, there's not enough skin in the game for me to really pay attention to it. It's like, it's, I don't, I don't really know how to talk people into it, but don't be afraid to just play with guys that, you know, maybe wouldn't normally play. You know, maybe you guys can start a a home league together for years. You know, you never know. So yeah, for sure. Um, That would be, that would be the first one is don't be afraid to, you know, play for free. The second one uh, talking, just talking about tips is 
know your rules as far as filling out rosters. This is I've done so many drafts already, and this has been a constant conversation. And I don't know it it wasn't brought up as much as it was this year for me, but a lot of people aren't filling up, you know, their defense and kickers and are drafting other people just to hold up until week one and they'll drop, you know, it's basically two extra roster spots, right? If you don't care about kicker and defense, don't have to draft them. Um, I think that's a great strategy as long as your league allows it. So, um, you know, figure it out. And especially if you're in late rounds and, you know, there's the defenses are taken that you really wanted and, you know, you're picking in the bottom barrel anyways, kickers don't matter. Um, I know I probably offended some people, um, but they don't. Uh, so, you know, take those last two picks. If you don't have to fill up your entire roster, take those last two picks and, you know, get somebody like, you know, we just mentioned here and uh, and then wait until right before week one. If you, there's no hype on them, then drop them and pick up a defense and kicker. At least that you can have that little bit of flexibility. So love those that. would be my two. Yeah. Yep. I love that. I love it as well. Um, mine's kind of similar to what Seth and Nate were saying. When I, I, I started playing fantasy football just – to network with people that I worked with. We had something to talk about in the break room. You know, we got a little closer and and some of those people now I've known for 20 years and we still, I went to lunch with two of them the other day. We're still in leagues together. And it's because we just started playing together. We had something in common and it was something outside of work. We all work at a different place now and we're still all friends and we still get together. So the networking for me, just getting to know people um, that I'm in some, some Twitter leagues and just like, I feel like the people I put, when you play with those in the same league as people, you just, you just have something more in common. You have the bond and mm. um, I'm all about that. The relationship building part. For sure. Yeah, I, I love that. And those are no money leagues too. Like you were saying, Dale. So that that's fine with me. I got plenty of money tied up everywhere else. So I'd, I'd just as soon play for no money as well. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> without this game guys i wouldn't have met any of you so i'm thankful for yeah. it gary i'm thankful for that advice i'm thankful for all the advice shared tonight guys whether it's fantasy football um dale t- sharing your story with us um, the story behind eat sleep fantasy dale what do you guys have coming forward that that our listeners our, our viewers tonight should uh be attentive to moving forward here you know, uh, we're just going to keep doing it. We're going to keep ranking, keep helping everybody, uh, you know, similar to what you guys are doing. It, you know, it's nothing special. It's, you know, just a different take on it. Uh, I, that's a horrible way to sell a podcast, I know. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's like, oh, nothing. We're, we're not really special. Uh, we're not, though. <laughs> You've got my attention. <laughs> I, I subscribe, I've, I've followed and subscribed. So uh, appreciate that. You got appreciate a couple that. fans from, from good, coming Good deal. On. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, we're just going to be, uh, you know, doing the thing, you know, ha- trying to have fun you know, play fantasy football, help everybody out. You know, I I think I was talking to you, Seth, you know, the, the community itself, just fantasy football in general, but also, you know, the community that we built uh, with Eastly fantasy is, is unreal. It's really cool to see friendships blossom people, listeners, you know, becoming friends. It's, it's actually really, really cool. Probably the best part about having a podcast is uh, building those relationships. So yeah, I don't don't remember what your question was, but yeah, we're, we're going to do cool stuff this, this year. So EastlyFantasy.com or Eastly. Awesome. Awesome. Dale, we will be following along. Listeners, viewers, make sure you check out Eat Sleep Fantasy. Dale, hope to have you back here another time, man. Thank you for all the advice tonight. Um, Nate, Gary, thank you for your time as well. And like like Dale said, the the best part of doing this is interacting with everyone out there who's been following the show for the last few years, who's been following the website. We appreciate all the reads. We appreciate all the likes, all the subscribes, guys. It's been overwhelming at times. And we're excited to do it for you on a full scale. We got columns coming out Monday through Saturday moving forward. We got a podcast coming out each week as well. So make sure you tune in. It's going to be a wild ride. We're going to be back next week with week one of the fantasy football season for 2021. 
until then guys keep it in between so one thing that you know really sets us apart here is is we're not afraid to talk about other things that maybe aren't super fantasy related